0: welcome to the human experience podcast it is a personal transformation podcast focusing on improving your life business and your relationships hosted by Eldin Hassa. a mindset coach relationship coach author of a self-help book titled are we all fucked which is a step-by-step guide to becoming a best version of yourself available on amazon worldwide and also on his website eldinhasser.com eldin is also a spiritual teacher public speaker workshop and seminar facilitator and a successful property investor and developer with passion for transforming lives globally for over 15 years we have over 2 million downloads of our podcast as a thank you get a free copy of eldin's book on his website eldinhasa.com also we are hosting a free peak mindset masterclass get your free ticket on his website, formulaeq.com, or find the link in this podcast. Hurry, seats are limited, share this podcast with your friends and family, and help our mission to empower humanity. Please remind yourself, every day, how amazingly awesome you already are. Thank you, and welcome your amazing host, Eldin Hassa. Welcome
1: everyone to the Human Experience Podcast, on today's show, we have a guest from United States. He's a good friend of mine, Linwood Mann, who is an expert in cryptocurrency. He fell in love with computers at a young age of 12 and started creating software and coding. And he has had different jobs throughout his business career. And then a few years ago, he decided to create Cryptoverse. So to know more about his positive attitude, his business, and all his techniques and strategies that he applies daily to be successful in business and in life. Please welcome Lynwood.
2: Thank you very much, Eldon. It's great to be here. Uh, You know, I want to reach out and say hello to everyone out there, you know, in your audience and say, you know, thank you for allowing me to come on today and share with you my experience, my background, and and definitely, uh, you know, my positive approach to life because I I believe that everyone can take a positive mindset to life and to help them grow today and into tomorrow because our best days are always ahead of us and not behind us.
1: That's beautiful. What you said basically is that we collectively, we have unblemished record of overcoming the worst. So we're still still here. We're still around. Right. So, you know, there's nothing to be reminiscing in the past and sort of thinking about. That's why the things are there. So, you know, create positive today and build positive tomorrow, which is beautiful. So could you tell us a little bit more about your business and your life, where you are today? What is the name of your company and what is the company doing? Uh, I understand you created it a few years ago.
2: Right. Yes. At the end of 2017, the beginning of 2018, when Bitcoin was on its last raise, skyrocketing through the roof, a friend of mine uh, turned me on to cryptocurrency as a whole and was showing me that there was various platforms where you could uh, buy Bitcoin or invest in Bitcoin at the time. And just like any other stock or store of value, it was a it was a great investment at that time. You know the problem with it is the volatility in the market. And it claiming to be a cryptocurrency when it's not really a currency. A currency is you can go out into everyday life and you can buy milk and bread. You can go to the market and, or dry cleaners and pick up your dry cleaners. You can take your significant other out to a restaurant. You know, that's what you can do with currency. You can't do that with the cryptocurrency that is uh, being used today. The Bitcoins, the Ethereums, the Zcash. You need a third party processor to do that. And at that time, in early 2018, was when I really decided to uh, take the step forward into entrepreneurship and start a company. Um, It's a research and development company for blockchain technology. The name of the company is OGRD LLC. It's registered here in the United States, here in the state of Florida. And what we do is we build blockchain solutions. There are issues and obstacles and problems and not only in financial circles today, but in cryptocurrency and in blockchain technology. And that's what we're we're building. We're <clears throat> we're using different teams of developers. Working with different cryptocurrency platforms, different strategic partners uh, worldwide. And we're building the currency of tomorrow, a real cryptocurrency so that you can walk out into the real world. And with your smartphone, that will be your personal bank. You won't need cards. You won't need a bank. You'll go to a merchant and you'll pay for your goods and services with your smartphone because everyone keeps their smartphone safe. There's one thing that, that we all know in the current situation is the transfer of bacteria or germs. And one of the greatest perpetrators of transferring germs or bacteria is paper money, because it goes from, from six to 10 people's hands in a day. Every single day, you know, paper money will go from your hand to my hand to a half a dozen other people's hands and it transfers those germs and bacteria. Well, only one person every day touches your phone, you. Well, maybe your wife or your significant other will also touch your phone, but you feel a lot safer transferring those germs than you would just germs out in the open society. So it's not only a more secure way to transfer your financial data, but it's also a safer way to transfer your money because of the spread of germs and bacteria. you know, And that's one thing that we've looked at, uh, that we keep in the forefront of our development, is not only the simplicity of it, but the security of it as well. And our own health is a huge step towards uh, securing our, our financial transactions.
1: Yes, that's very interesting, and I yeah. agree with you. The transfer of uh, bacteria, germs, mm. viruses, whatever mm. it is, You know, the cash currency, paper currency, coins. To be honest, lately, even many places in the UK, they have signs in their stores, uh, only card accepted. Because um, I think for the last 12 months, more and more people have decided to go cashless and, you know, to offer facilities like contactless rather than even having to put in your code, your PIN. So yeah, I think it's great. And I think this is definitely something for the future because I think the printing, the cash currency and making coins, it's probably going to be out of circulation for maybe next 10 years. It's very likely. But I understand that what led you to start this business Mm -hmm. was that you have seen certain flaws and challenges within the existing cryptocurrency industry Mm -hmm. uh, and you have created new solutions and new systems and technologies to overcome those challenges. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, please?
2: Sure. Uh, What has happened is that uh, here in the United States, anyways, is that there are certain regulations as it pertains to Stores of value, that's what they're called. store uh, The legal name of it is store of value, basically uh, acting like a stock on an, on a stock exchange. And when something is a store of value on a stock, it needs to be regulated as that store of value. Well, in regulating a cryptocurrency as a store of value, what happens is that they have to go through certain uh, protocols and procedures in, in getting evaluated, applying to the Security and Exchange Commission, passing all of that, And what we did is that we found exemptions on providing our services. So if you look at a gift card, and everybody knows what a gift card is. I mean, worldwide, well not everyone, you know, but most people worldwide know what a gift card is, right? Well, our cryptocurrency acts as a gift card. So it isn't like you buy it one time from one exchange and then it's good on all the other exchanges. What you'll do is you'll go into a merchant and you'll purchase specific, say a 100 pounds from a merchant there in London, uh, a corner store. You'll be able to go back into that corner store with your phone and create, uh, uh, your phone will actually have a QR code created for that store specifically. So each one of the merchants that you frequent will have a certain balance that you'll be able to go in and spend with. It'll all be on one gift card, but it will have separate metadata within that gift card and separate QR codes as well so you'll have one center for all of your for all of your purchases just like your wallet per se holds all of your holds holds all of your credit cards and your debit cards holds your paper money now just transfer all of that data into an app on your phone and in secu- and, and secure that app on on your phone with your own public and private keys. So basically, you'll be holding all of that security data that's currently on your cards, your credit cards. Uh, the little black strip on the back of the credit card, that's what holds the metadata. All of that metadata will be held securely in the app. So um, you'll be able to make those purchases in one spot instead of having to go through and decide which cards you want, uh, decide how much, which funds you want to use, whether it's a debit card or a credit card or fiat. All of that will be, um, will be in your phone, centralized on one area, which will be completely under, under your control.
1: That's very interesting. I'm learning a lot from this because um, yeah. I don't really know much about cryptocurrency. And I hope that a lot of our listeners do know. But I like the way you mm. explained it and described it in sort of layman terms, so everyone could understand it. And I think it's a great product product and great technology that you and your team have created, and I feel it's definitely a future. And so what inspired you? I understand we had a chat before, yeah that you fell in love with computers at a very young age. You did software development and coding from a very young age, and you've been doing it on and off uh, most of your life. So what inspired you to um, fall in love with computers and technology?
2: It's funny. Uh, It was an eighth grade math class, and um, it was the early 80s, and kids were still allowed to go outside, and play, um, you know, play on the jungle gyms. Uh, you know, get their knees scun up. You know, play dodgeball. You know, some things that don't even exist anymore. But yeah, so it's 1982, and the U.S. government had decided to subsidize um, some small rural towns with computers. And it was a Radio Shack TRS-80, and our school got two computers. And my eighth grade math teacher, Mr. Canning said, anyone that wants to stay inside from recess for the rest of the year, I need a commitment from you. And then he showed us a three ring binder that was the manual that was needed to learn the basic computer language. And he goes, anybody that wants to learn this and stay inside no recess for the rest of the year can starting today. And I was the only one out of, the whole, out of all the classes there at my school that decided to stay in and forego recess for the rest of the year to learn a, a, about that computer. But as soon as I started learning and started uh, programming, some of the programs that were already um, in, the, in the manual so that the other kids could get involved as well, there was addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, some uh, geometry. Uh, That was in there as well basic computer programs so that then that drew in the other kids and the other kids started using the computer as well And once I saw that the other kids were using it it just uh, it just fueled my desire uh, to build more and to uh, To go on and to design my own, own programs in basic as well so that was what really fueled it was just the opportunity given to me by uh, a mentor that uh, that saw the potential not only in the um, in the industry of computers but uh, the potential in me in uh, in moving forward as well and i 'm grateful for that
1: that 's beautiful that 's a beautiful story and i as I can understand, your teacher saw great potential within you and proposed and suggested that perhaps yeah. you would be interested and that's beautiful because yeah. you see from very young age somebody sort of believed in you saw how you have a great potential and that's really really good for a, a young child or a young adult to have yeah. that inspiration from outside their home as well you know so yeah. really and, and i understand you continued your journey later on you've been developing uh, software. Yeah. Most of your life. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And prior to this business that you run today, what yeah. kind of industry, what kind of jobs have you been doing? And I understand yeah. you used to travel around the United yeah. States, live, lived in different parts, and had, had yeah. different experiences as well, learned a lot of new things.
2: Yeah, sure. As a, uh, as a teenager and a young man, uh, you know, I, I did the normal uh, rural. Uh, jobs that were available to me in Maine where I grew up, um, you know, I, I've done everything from, you know, from cut hay in hay fields, uh, you know, to working in restaurants, you know, I cleaned out some, some chicken barns, you know, one summer, um, you know, which was, which was a fun job. I lived with my aunt, uh, you know, and myself, my cousin, and, uh, you know, a couple other boys in the neighborhood, uh, you know, we went and cleaned out chicken farms. Uh, That year, you know. So I've done everything from menial work to also uh, moving around. um, You know, later on, from uh, from 1990 to 1995, um, part of '96, uh, I lived in Los Angeles, California. I worked in the music industry. You know, I had a good friend of mine who just happened to have the same birthday as me. You know, and he was a manager of a uh, of a sound studio in. He got me into uh, to working as a, a sound tech, which was a, a beautiful job as well. you know. And I, I got to see uh, not only how music was developed and produced, uh, but they had a, a lot of connections in the, move, in the movie industry as well. So I got to see how that interplayed um, as well. I didn't really get involved on that side. Uh, you know, but I was able to, to work in the music industry for a short time, which was great. You know, after I moved uh, back here, back east, uh, we call it, uh, you know, we have a west coast and an east coast here in the United States. When I moved back to the east coast where my family is, you know, where my family lived um, up in the northeast by Massachusetts, New Hampshire, uh, you know, I I set about uh, building houses and, and just doing, working in construction for about 10 years, which was, uh, which was a great opportunity too. And all of these jobs that I had, I always seemed to gravitate towards the top of the rung. I always seemed to gravitate towards the person who was running the show. I'd be like the number two guy, you know? There'd be, it would be the owner or the person who was, was managing uh, the job, myself, and then a team of people below that. So I really got to see that uh, solution-based uh, mentality because that's what the owner wants. Anybody that's driving the ship wants the problem solved before they get to him. You know, If you come to him, you should come to him with solutions. And that's one thing that, uh, that I really based the last few years on um, You know, and really helped create a, a positive mindset for me is if you stay in the solution, the problem disappears, the obstacle, the issue disappears, as long as you stay in the solution. And that's one thing that living in today and working towards the promise and the hope and the optimism for tomorrow is that you're staying in the solution. You know, you're not trying to repair yesterday because if you're repairing yesterday, it's a futile adventure. You can't do it. You know, all you can do is step forward today and prepare for tomorrow and that's one thing that really helps me keep that positive mindset and really helps my momentum going in one direction is that faith that I hold deep inside me um, you know from from my Christian upbringing you know and that helps me hold promise and hope and optimism uh, for tomorrow
1: that's beautiful I really really like that and I understand that as you said bosses and managers, they don't want people to come and tell them about problems, how something cannot work. They basically, their understanding is that I don't pay you to give me problems and tell me why something shouldn't work or couldn't work. I want you to come and present solutions and ideas. And I think that's why they need somebody like you as a buffer, as an intermediary to guide the team below and make sure that they have enough solutions to get the job done and then you communicate those solutions to uh, the boss the owner the manager and i think that this has helped you in creating your own business few years ago because of that mindset but talking about positive mindset and positive attitude which you ooze the mm. positive energy i'm seeing you on video even in your voice the way you express yourself you can feel that you ooze positive energy and you really committed you are in this present moment right now you're not thinking mm. about yesterday maybe you know slightly yeah. about tomorrow but you are really involved energetically in this present moment yeah. so For our audience and for myself, I want to know, how do you get yourself centered and grounded? Do you practice certain uh, habits and rituals and have done for a number of years to have this positive attitude and positive mindset?
2: Yeah, definitely. I bookend my days. Thank you very much for asking me the question. But definitely, I bookend my days. I start my day and I end my day with prayer and meditation. You know, I pray you know, to a power greater than myself that I choose to call God, you know, and, um, you know, and thank him for giving me another day, Um, you you know, turn my will in my life over to that presence, because I know that a higher power, right, is a power greater than myself. So if I have a will, which I do, which everyone does, you know, and I have a life right now that everyone else does as well, you know, and if I believe in that higher power, which I do, I turn that will in life over to them and ask for guidance. And then I quiet myself. I, I give myself, you know, seconds, minutes, you know, just to quiet and and center myself. And then I do, I have, uh, I have mantras that I say um, every morning, you know, and what that helps is that helps to not only keep myself centered, but to keep me focused on what I'm trying to do, which is serve others. And uh, that mantra is I deserve and I will deliver love, dignity, respect, and acceptance. I am worthy, everyone is worthy. It is my time and it is everyone's time.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. And you recite this mantra every morning and also in the evening or just in the morning?
2: No, every morning and every evening. Wow, wow, so
1: you center yourself And you make an intention every single day that this is what you live for, how you live, how you work. And uh, when did you start reciting this mantra? Was it many years ago?
2: No, no, actually, no. The mantra has changed over the years because as life changes, um, I, I believe that the mantra needs to change as well. Sometimes it needs to get bigger. Sometimes it needs to get smaller. I believe that the universe is ever expanding and ever con- contracting. I believe our bodies and, and our energy is doing the same. So, um, you know, sometimes if you leave yourself too open, you, uh, you know, I believe that there are certain uh, negative energies that, uh, that tend to attack you the more open that you are. And you, you, we really have to know our environment. Uh, know the people that we're around, know the people that we're interacting with. You know, and and sometimes you do, you have to close yourself off a little bit. I'm not saying close yourself off, but you, you know, you kind of have to center yourself a little bit more, you know, and yeah. So definitely uh, that mantra has only been with me a couple of months now, ever since the quarantine has started. Uh, But but yes, I have had um, a mantra that I bookend my days with for years now. And one thing that a lot of people, I've noticed that a lot of people will start their day off with a certain mantra and a certain attitude and create that energy. But at the end of the day, sometimes, you know there are people out there that just go, "Oh, I'm just going to shower and, and read a book and go to bed." You know it, it's vitally important to me to to center myself so that I bring the same energy going to sleep as I do coming up out of sleep because the restlessness that we have during the night is because of the experiences that we have during the day. And if we cleanse ourselves and center ourselves before we go to sleep at night, we have a much quieter, a much more soothing sleep, I believe. And it's easier for us to wake up the following morning.
1: That's beautiful. So what I would like to do is I'm going to ask you and discuss a little bit more about energy in my views, and maybe we can discuss more about the, the energy and interacting with people. But I just want to recap the rituals for our listeners. So you start your morning with a prayer. Then you meditate yeah. and I hear that there was a gratitude in there and I understand gratitude is a big part of your life. You practice gratitude every day and have done for years and then you read your mantras, mm-hmm. which is an incredible mantra. So not only that you set an intention for yourself and for your day, you are also setting intention for other people, not just I am worthy, you are worthy, everyone is worthy. And that is your feeling and energy and attitude, how to interact with everyone around you. And I think that's incredible. And you know, for our listeners, and this is going to be also a video version for our viewers, there is something they can learn, take home, and perhaps apply in their own rituals and their own habits. And I I guess that the things you do, when you first decided many years ago to start practicing, they might have been somewhat challenging, but now they have become automatic, sort of a habit where it's like going to the bathroom and brushing your teeth. It's second nature, but you know that the way you feel, the way your energy is, the way your mindset is, if you miss a day or two, you can feel the difference. It's not the same. So that's why you consistently practice these rituals every single day because you know, as you said, you know, not only in the morning, but also you do it, you mm. create the same space, same inner peace, same energy mm. before you lay down to sleep, which is beautiful. I, I really, really like that. And I'm sure our audience, our mm. listeners will like it as well and so what i wanted to ask you so i have the same view about the energy and interaction with people and definitely when we human beings we need to be mindful who we allow our time so you know there is always with technology today you are in united states uh, i'm in london and we feel like we're in the same room sitting together you know Two buddies hugging, you know, having a cup of tea, having a coffee, beer, whatever, and having a chat, I mean, which is incredible. So with technology also comes many challenges that you have notification, you have a ping here, ping there, notification here, notification there, people asking for attention Mm. to take you away from your center from where you are Mm. what you're doing they might try to sell you something they might try to sell you something on linkedin they instead you know they request a connection and as soon as they connect with you they try to they bombard you with trying Mm. to sell you something so this is all energy sucking they take your energy away so what one of my mentors many years ago said about this he said This is also related to self-love and self-care. He said, to avoid releasing your energy to everything and everyone and too many, he said, you have to have two lists. You have to have to-do list and not to-do list. In the not to-do list, he said, you write down things you will not do, full stop, which is, I will not respond and interact with everyone. I will only respond and interact with few to have a great experience for myself and for them. And he said, when you change the view of doing things in this way, you are going to be able to contribute from your best self and engage with the others from their best self. So you, as you say, you experience, you evaluate the energy And if it's in alignment, in synergy, this is where you give your time rather than... Because, you know, if, as I said, we are bombarded by millions of things every day. Imagine if we say yes to everything. Right. What would the day look like? We would never get anything done, which is great and important. Yeah. So you and I having this podcast recording, this Mm. is great and important. We've already been friends for a while, talking on LinkedIn We've been talking on video and it's like, I've known you for years. So I choose to give my positive energy to you and I feel expanded. This is expansive experience rather than shrinking where I feel like, Oh my God, I just want this call to end. Do you understand? Which, which I had those calls. So tell me your
2: view about that, please. Yes. And I totally agree with that as well is that the human experience should be satisfying to every connection that we're making, you know, so that those people that are coming into our life that are down, right, come into our energy zone, right, and they see the love, the kindness, the acceptance, the respect that, that we're giving other people, and they find that attractive so that their mentality, their approach will change as they come into our energy as they come into our circle instead of like exactly what you're saying you know is i have you know a few thousand connections on linkedin and i have ran up against those people that as soon as they link with me as soon as they connect with me they want me to start trading with their currency so they want me to invest in their platform or they want to sell me something instead of asking me how are you how are you today you know are are you safe are is your family safe and healthy today you know and start a a real life human conversation with you you know that's the beautiful part of of you and i knowing each other for years or at least feeling like we've known each other for years you know as well as a bunch of our mutual contacts same way you know we may have known each other for weeks or months you know but we have that same energy that we share you know, and that is what is building not only the human experience, not only our relationship, you know, but the LinkedIn family as a whole, that's what's building it into the positive network that all of us want, you know, is following those simple principles of being, of having a positive mindset, you know, of wanting abundance and prosperity for everyone that you talk with, you know, so that when you're sharing with them, you know, I've even reached out to, you know, to young people, you know, in Africa and said, look, how can I make your life easier? How can I help you? You know, and through weeks of talking with them, I I run into someone else who also lives in their country, who is a business owner, you know, but just keeping that conversation alive from a personal standpoint for a couple of weeks, you know, the positivity and the abundance of the universe drew someone else in that was able to mentor that person in their own country and get them the certifications, the digital marketing uh, skills certifications that they were looking for so that they can better their position in life. Maybe I can't do it from the United States because I don't have the experience, but I do have the experience of being charitable with my spirit of being positive and abundant with my mindset, knowing that creating that personal touch and that personal communication, you know, is enough of a blessing in that person's life to increase that person's life and to draw other people in so that both of them, you know, become better for it, the mentor and the mentee. That's
1: beautiful, I totally agree. I've had a lot of beautiful interactions on on many social media platforms but in particular linkedin i feel that at least the positive experiences and the people who needed help as you say i would always come with um you know proposal if you need some help please do not hesitate to contact me if i cannot help you i might be able to point you in the right direction and few people who had lost jobs, or they were looking for jobs. I have few contacts who are career coaches and experts in job search on LinkedIn, and they, they have told me, because I have good relationships with them, they have told me if anyone is looking for work globally, we have a huge network, just ask them to connect with us. So I would send a group message of the career Mm -hmm. coach and the job seeker and say, this is my friend, he's happy to help you. And then they they talk amongst themselves. And and as far as I'm aware, from beginning of the year since January, several people have been able to find Mm. jobs through career coaches and Mm. job seeker um, experts who have a big network who have been able to get their CV in front of the right per- person because they've mm-hmm. had a personal connection and you know that's all you can do and you could be a person in Africa, could be a person in Pakistan, no, right. in India yeah. in Saudi Arabia in United States, Canada, anywhere mm-hmm. but because LinkedIn is such a beautiful as you say linkedin family beautiful network of uh, like-minded people who are willing to give their positive energy their positive mindset and interact in a positive manner it's just incredible you know and i hope that one day all of us can meet in person you know um in a big conference where we can all share our life experiences and our business experiences and continue to help uh, humanity in the way we are doing through the LinkedIn uh, network and LinkedIn platform.
2: Yeah. You, you know, I have to say that there's a lot of things, you know, I, I'm grateful for, uh, for you and, and the way that you share your messages um, on LinkedIn. You know, I've actually taken some of the steps that I see you, Um, use, which is uh, the hashtags and the tagging of people to help sort of break the algorithms of the way that uh, your post and your quality content gets out to people because um, it helps to get into that second and third layer of connections by using those hashtags and by using tagging people that aren't necessarily in your direct first connections. Because if, if you do that, you're expanding um, your network um, and not only helping the people in your network, but helping those people that are in that next uh, level of connections down and sharing your quality, of, quality content with them. And I see that, uh, your, that your content and uh, vis-a-vis uh, my content is starting to trend more as well. By doing that, by reaching further than just your first connections, Uh, you know, because I find in life that really the value uh, that is added is not in the people you know directly, but in the people that they know and vice versa. For the people that are looking to, to, to gain more value from you, it's not necessarily directly from you, but it's from the people that you know. So it's usually that second or third layer of connections. Uh, that really brings uh, the value uh, to, the, uh, to the person, you know, spiritually and sometimes, you know, from a job seeking standpoint uh, financially as well.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And my experience talking about LinkedIn and posting on that yeah. platform, my experience is that because some marketing experts will tell you, you have to post like 10 times a day in order for you to be noticed. I think personally quality content over quantity because what I see that when a post could be a short post quote that I created a short video when it resonates with people on average I have 20 people who I don't even know they are second and third connection they reshare it mm-hmm. by resharing my video or my post I am seen by 4 5000 people where I may be, so a couple of days ago, I posted the quote and I only yep. tagged 29 people because that's the maximum you can tag. I didn't tag any further, just 29 people. That post alone was seen by nearly 4,000 people because it was reshared several times. So message to anybody listening, any viewers who use LinkedIn for business and interaction, right. quality over quantity. And as you say, tag use the appropriate hashtags and maybe tag a few contacts who resonate with the message. And because each contact might have 5, 10, 20,000 people in their network, and if a message resonates with them, they will reshare it. And thus the message is being seen by more people than if it was just on your profile. And the reason why I post is not because i want to gain followers or likes i post because the messages i get in my inbox some people comment but some people are shy and they send me a private message and say i look forward to mondays and when i read your message it makes my day it's one of my mantras i read your messages on a monday and it's one of my mantras and the same with people they send me messages in my inbox saying, when I listen to your podcast, I cannot wait for the next show, for the next episode, because the Human Experience Podcast is all about positivity. It's all about love. It's all about light. It's all about gratitude, positive daily rituals. It's about enriching people's lives, teaching them methods and strategies of how they can better their lives through experiences that I've had and also through experiences of my guests, which your experiences are just incredible. And, you know, you use this positive energy. And I want to know more. So tell me more. So what is on the horizon? The positive visions and things that you can see
2: happening in business and in life in business let's get that out of the way first in business I, I know that in blockchain uh there are a lot of blockchain solutions that are coming down the pipeline and one of them is is the media that we're sharing now you know this is done over the internet you know blockchain technologies are built on the internet uh, but they're also immutable and distributed so that other people will be able to to see that information, but then you'll be able to share that information and you'll have the authority to share that information instead of the platform that you're on. So take it like a like radio, for instance. You know, um, A lot of people um, believe that radio is dead when in fact uh, radio is listened to still by uh, 80% um, of the people on the planet. You know, still listen to radio at some point, whether it's listening to a radio in their headphones, listening to radio in their cars, uh, you know, uh, when they're traveling, you know, people still listen to radio. And that, I believe, is going to be another huge industry. You know, we're currently working with uh, strategic partners, you know, in building out a blockchain um, radio station, 24-hour radio station. So imagine, like, Uh, Sirius or XM radio, but on blockchain as well, which will be another huge uh, advertising and marketing um, industry that will be available, you know, because radio marketing is huge. You know, we're always looking at um, the viable solutions that we can use uh, blockchain for. Medical data, you know, how many people have ever gone to a doctor, asked for their for their records or their reports to be sent over to another doctor for a referral, get over to that other doctor, and that other doctor doesn't have those records yet. You know, I know that it's happened to me. I know that it's happened to other people. You know, And uh, we're working uh, with various professionals in the medical field uh, to get those data um, as well on a blockchain so that when you leave one doctor, all of your medical data will be on your phone. It'll be secure and compliant. Uh, globally compliant from, uh, from all medical platforms and, you know, and medical departments uh, so that you'll be able to exchange that data from one doctor to another. We're really moving into the future where all of the information that is your information will be secured by you because that's what gives you liberty and freedom You know, that's what gives you gratitude, you know, for experiencing the human experience is that you're in control. That's what people want nowadays. There's so much external control that people are, you know, so many external components that are trying to control people's lives. People really want that freedom and that liberty to control their own lives. And if it's in their banking, if it's in their medical data, you know, if it's in what they listen to, you know, the radio or you know the podcast that they're listening to people want more freedom of information and that freedom will be controlled by them
1: that's incredible i really like that and i would have to agree talking about the radio the audio is the future and there is a lot of research have, has been done over the years especially in the last 2 years even youtube videos 75 to 80% of youtube videos are just consumed as audio. Even though plays as a video, what people do, they press play and they might be going around the house, cleaning their kitchen, making dinner, washing dishes, doing something, but they are consuming the content as audio. So I definitely know audio is the future and especially in the last 24 months, the podcast industry has skyrocketed and also many new radio shows have come about, not just music, but also like a talk shows where it's sort of podcast version of the radio show where people can consume audio content. And I think I really like this business uh, idea, and I, I know it's already in the pipeline. Is that coming about this year or next year?
2: No, uh, we believe that, that that's going to come about next year. Uh, one thing that we've really lined up is the, the, uh, the cryptocurrency project that we're working on. Uh, Literally after this podcast is over, I need to jump on to uh, another call with our development team and uh, we've set everything up. So it's set one, two, three, so that we're not, uh, so that our energy is all focused on the project that is directly in front of us today. Like you were saying, you know, being centered and being present, you know, in every moment is important, not only to myself, but to the rest of our team as well. So if we're working on two or three different projects, we're not moving forward at the pace that we need to with the most important project. So we right now, the project that we're working on is building the currency of tomorrow, and um, that's, that's the project that's coming out first, and then after that will be the radio, and then after that will be the medical.
1: Yeah, I see, you are prioritizing your, your energy, your efforts, so everyone can stay focused and that's your background and understanding how to prioritize and find solutions and, you know, sort of overcome any potential future challenges that you can envisage. And yeah. by having this focus and being in the present moment doing one task incredibly well is better than trying to do three, four things at the same time and never get them done to a uh, very good standard. So I understand you have another call in a you know, couple of five minutes. And yeah. um, Before we go, could mm-hmm. you tell our audience, uh, our listeners and our viewers where they can find you? The name of your, uh, if, are you on the internet? Mm-hmm. And are you on social media? If they like right. to follow yeah. you, they, they wanna read about you, learn more about you, where can they find you?
2: Sure, um, absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can f- you can find me at Linwood Mann on LinkedIn, spelled L I N W O O D last name M A N N. The name of the company is O G R D LLC, which is Omni Group Research and Development and the website is www.thecurrencyoftomorrow.com and like I said uh, that website is still in its infancy. We're still building that out. So when you go there, you may see that it's just sort of a static website. Um, but the, the best place to find me um, and my content is, uh, is on LinkedIn um, at the name that I've already shared. Um, but I believe, um, I feel it um, you know, in my soul that if you want to find positivity, that you create it for yourself. So for those that are already on LinkedIn on this podcast, uh, if you would look at the hashtag PNN for a positive news network. We strive to provide quality content, like you said, uh, once a week, uh, you know, it'll always be positive news because we believe that extraordinary friends uh, not only deserve great news, but they deserve positive news. So let's get off of the headlines of today and go and create our own headlines and keep it positive. They deserve
1: uh, extraordinary friends. They deserve positive and extraordinary news from great friends like you, Linwood. Well, thank you very much. And before we go, I do have one last question. So with your beautiful positive energy, positive mindset, creating cryptoverse, helping the humanity in so many ways, what is the impact you would like to leave on humanity?
2: The legacy that I like to leave on humanity is is easy, is that we are meant to live abundantly. Our blessings and the favor that we receive from the creator of the universe is supposed to be pressed down and overflowing. And the way we get that pressed down and overflowing is to keep ourselves in a positive mindset, is to share with like-minded people. And for those people that are struggling, to share our energy with them and turn their lives around as well. One thing that I know uh, for sure, because studies have been done on it, is that if you do an act of kindness, not only does your uh, body change and the person that you do the act of kindness for, but anyone that sees you do that act of kindness for a fellow human, that the chemicals in their body actually change for the better. So, if you're out there today and you you feel like you're down, you know, that something is going wrong in your life, reach out and be of service to other people because by being of service to other people, you not only change your life, their life, but anyone that sees that act of kindness, their life will change as well.
1: I 100% agree. So for anybody who feels down, reach out to Linwood, reach out to me. We'd be more than happy to give you half an hour of our time to have a conversation, to chat on LinkedIn, to have an email exchange, to perhaps even have a video call. And also, you should focus, any listeners, you should focus on acts of kindness, and this is how you uplift your energy. By, because attitude of kindness, It's linked to the energy of love. So by giving and contributing, you're going to receive tenfold, hundredfold. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you very much. It was absolute pleasure, Linwood, to have you on my show. I believe this is the first of many collaborations. And I look forward to um, other positive collaborations with you and your team. Thank you very much. God bless.
2: God bless you. Thank you, Albert.